I'm Pam. I'm Dawn. I'm Deidre. I'm Dina. Welcome, Welcome to Ozark's Haints and Hoosh. Hoosh. This ain't no fancy academic check your references kind of deal. This is four girls from the Ozarks sipping and spewing about Haints, Hooch, and history. Everybody, um, we are so happy that you've chosen to join us today, tonight, this evening, whenever you're listening to us. We sure appreciate that you are. We just want to um, mention a few things. First of all, I'm Dina, and I'm going to host. I'm also doing the drink tonight. We'll get to that why that is in a little bit. Uh, Dawn has the big story. Wee! Pam has the little story. Hooray! The little one. Uh, and um, so we need to do, before we go into those, we just need to let you all know that we have a Facebook, we have an Instagram, um, we have a website, which is ozarkshaintsinhooch.weebly.com. We release on the 1st and the 15th of each month, and on all those platforms, whether it be Spotify or whatever you listen to, please subscribe and give us five stars. We would super appreciate that. Yes. And our little tech disclaimer that we have to uh, tell you every time, we are three different ladies on two different Wi-Fis because Dawn and I are together. Yay! Yay! Uh, on the website. Because we both look real pretty. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> It's been a long day for two different reasons at yes. this house right now. Right. So um, we are at my house, which means my internet's kind of iffy. My dog's running around, um, and you can hear his fingernails on the wood floor. And <laughs> he may start barking at my cat any minute. I might have my husband start mowing, or he had the um, leaf blower out literally just seconds ago. Yes. So there's no again. Time. Oh, yeah, oh. He's always blowing that leaf. He's oh, blowing. He was blowing. For sure. <laughs> he was blowing bird seed because I accidentally left the bird seed bag out on the porch and the squirrels got to it. Yeah. He wasn't very happy with me. Anyway, um, oh, I guess I'm going to talk. It's me. I'm going to let myself talk about the drink now. Dina, talk about the drink. Okay. Yeah, tell That's us fine. about our, our hooch. Oh. Yeah, so we're just kind of all like, eh, it's okay. You take, um, I think it's an ounce and a half of Jack Daniels, about six ounces of lemonade, a splash of cherry juice, and shake it up in a shaker with some ice, pour it over the ice in a highball glass, and drop a cherry on top of it. And it's not bad. It's super sweet. I'm mm. going to drink it. I'm going to drink it, too. I don't like it. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking it. Yeah. We're always drinking it. We just we're gonna Dina and I are gonna switch to something else after yeah. after this is gone, that's for sure. Yeah. So um, oh yeah. Oh, go, go, ahead. On, go ahead. Nope. Oh, so um I just was gonna say um just a another disclaimer here. Um so uh we you do you know, Pam and Dina, that this is our year anniversary? When this show airs on July the 1st, we will have done a podcast for an entire year. Wow. Man, oh man. I Unbelievable. Know. 
It is unbelievable. And so, <laughs> really. And so to celebrate that, um, we're going to take some time off, kind of. <laughs> so um, you all may have noticed Theater hadn't been here for a couple of shows. Um, she's been really fighting um, cancer, and she's doing pretty well right now. Um, but I just feel like maybe we need to give her some time to heal. Dean is taken off to go to Galveston. Woohoo! Um, I'm in Missouri. Um, that's kind of my vacation with my kid. And so I've got to have some time to go home and do some things in South Carolina. And Pam, you're going to travel a little bit, aren't you? I am. I'm traveling. I'm going to North Carolina and uh, a little trip up to Kentucky and Illinois. So yeah, I'm going places. Yeah. I'm going places. <laughs> you're going places, baby. So we thought we would take some time off and we might, um, we figure we'll come back with a regular episode on September 1st, but fear not because hopefully, uh, since I found out today, my summer class didn't make, and I'm pretty bummed about that loss of money, but, um, I will probably on the July 15th, August 1st and August 15th, I will find something to upload whether it is some of our really silly conversations or maybe one of us will have a story that we find out about and we want to tell and maybe we'll do little mini episodes or whatever. But um, you guys can find out about those. If we do, we will. We will do something. And you can find out about those on the website and on Instagram and on Facebook because I will post that. But We'll come back better than ever September 1st, maybe with some new things, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my director at Shepherd of the Hills just told me a great ghost story mm. from there. So I told him maybe we'd record him, and so maybe we'll post his really good ghost story, and he's a pretty good uh, storyteller. Yeah, anyway. that would be great. That but, would be good. Yeah. Nice. So, well, let me quit drinking. Well, just quit a drinking moment. and and introduce me. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for updating us, Dawn, on uh, on everything that's going on. That's good information for everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so um, we've got the drink. I've um, told everyone to please listen, not listen, I guess, to my dog's toenails on the wood floor, and we are now going to let Dawn tell her big one while I fold laundry so I can pack for my trip. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Take so, it away. Um, I chose to talk because I always feel like, you know, we talk a lot about Missouri. We talk a lot about Arkansas, but we kind of leave Oklahoma in the dust. So I, um, I want to talk about uh, a story that comes out of Oklahoma by way of North Carolina. And so I'm going to talk tonight about the Cherokee little people, which I had kind of vaguely heard, but, um, uh, didn't know anything about them. So, um, James Mooney in The Myths of the Cherokee, which is this great book that we all, Pam and I have anyway, um, he published in the 19th Annual Report of the Bureau of American Ethnology, 1897 through 98. He described the little people as, quote, hardly reaching up to a man's knee, but well-shaped and handsome with long hair falling almost to the ground. Um, I'm going to spell this because I don't speak Cherokee. I tried to learn it one time, but to, I didn't. <laughs> but anyway, they're called 
Y-U-N-W-I-T-S-U-N-S-D-I. And that means in Cherokee Little People. They're also called N-U-N-N-E-H-I, meaning people that live anywhere. They're said to be a race of people no taller than knee-high. They live far away in the wilderness in such places as on top of distant mountains or in remote caves. They're also said to live in comfortable underground houses with tunnels, and I'll get to that story here in a minute. Overall, they're a happy, genial people. They like to eat, drink, dance, and sing. Frequently, their drumming is heard in the distance, but like the spot where the rainbow touches the ground, the exact spot of where the drumming is coming from can't quite be located. Um, there are connections. If any of you all have um, ever done any reading about the Fae in the British Isles, um, the leprechauns and um, fae and the little people share lots of similarities. Um, so if you follow the drumming, um, it always seems just a little bit farther away. Um, tribal medicine men are said to be powerless without their guidance. Sometimes they speak in the Cherokee language and sometimes they speak in their own native tongue. They can be all colors. They were described as being Caucasian, black, um, dark brown like the Cherokee. Um, there are three groups of these little people, the rock people, the laurel people, and the dogwood people. The rock people are the mean ones. They cause anything from causing someone to lose their way to throwing rocks at people who might have found something in the forest and taken it without asking permission from them. Um, so the way to remedy that is you can call out, if you find something in the forest that you want, you call out, little people, I would like to have this and take this with me. So it's like asking permission. And if you don't, they're going to throw rocks at you. The Laurel people are the tricksters and fun-loving mischief makers. If a child laughs in his or her sleep, it is said that the Laurel people are at work. So if you do any reading about like uh, Fae or um, leprechauns, they're quite often tricksters and they visit children a lot. So, And then the dogwood people are the ones who help people. They'll lead lost people back to the right path, for example. Um, some You'll see some stories about little people, people waking up and their gardens have been planted. So that's the dogwood people. Um, the Cherokees say that lessons are to be learned from all three groups. The rock people teach that if you are not good, then bad things might come back and happen to you. The Laurel people teach that life can't be taken too seriously and folks have to take pleasure and have fun in life. And the Dogwood people teach that good deeds should come from the heart and be done for the sake of a good deed and not for some type of payback. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting, there are some YouTubes about um, these little people and all those links of course will go up you know, on our website and in uh, Instagram. Although I should say, if I'm going to have to do this while you guys are gone, good luck with um, 
with that. I mean, I hope I do it right is what I'm saying. Um, so <laughs> I find <laughs> related legends I found in Choctaw Creek and Seminole, among other tribes that, that have legends about little people. Um, so more than a hundred years later, this magical race of little people is very real to those who learned the legend from their elders. Um, the little people of Cherokee folklore were capable of doing good deeds for people who treated them with respect. However, to look upon one was bad luck, potentially resulting in premature death. And that's sort of a um, connection to the Irish Fae. Such was the case with people lost in the woods who were rescued by these mythical beings. After finding their way home, they told of their strange encounters and then abruptly died. Usually, those who encounter the little people are warned by them not to tell others. It is also considered bad luck to even speak of the little people. Instead, they are more safely referred to as the, and I'm going to spell this again, S-K-I-L-L apostrophe L-I, which means witch or ghost. Sometimes, accidentally, humans will build their homes near the habitat of the little people. And if you do that, it's important to leave food for them and not to block any of their paths. If the little beings are pleased, they do chores for you at night, like plowing fields and harvesting crops. Sometimes the people in the house would hear work being done, but knew not to look outside. Most of the research I did traced this belief to the original tribes in North Carolina. And, you know, those of you that know anything about the Cherokee know that they kind of began in North Carolina and then the Trail of Tears carried their culture to Oklahoma, even though the white culture was trying to stomp their culture out of them. Um, you know, they, they, there were lots of Indian schools and they beat kids for speaking their language and that kind of stuff. Um, in, uh, let's see, oh, in 1838, the Cherokee people were forced to leave their home. That's when the Trail of Tears started. And, and while they were on the trail, the little people served as protectors and comforters during the Trail of Tears. Before the tribe migrated, they were given the gift of an everlasting fire. And during the months on the trail, through wind, snow, and rain, the little people kept the fire safely burning. According to Cherokee legend, the little people continue to protect the fire that still burns today. So, that's a little bit of history. Um, Mysterious Oklahoma by David Ferris, that's a book, included a story in the chapter on ghosts, which might be more of an encounter with one of the little people, actually. The ins and he says this too. He he has a website where I uh, took this from. You hear that? That's Poe. The <laughs> incident took place before the U.S. Civil War. A Virginia aristocrat named George Merle lived with his Cherokee wife near the town of Park Hill in the Cherokee Nation. This is where he used to fox hunt with friends, aided by a pack of hounds. One night, the hounds were hot on the trail of something that they could not seem to overtake. One of the members of the hunting party was a newspaper man named S.W. Ross. 
1937, he told the story of that hunt to the Indian Pioneer paper, An Oral History of Frontier Times. Ross was quoted as saying, from their excited baying, the fast-running animals were apparently quite near their object of pursuit. Merle and his friend James Latta were riding after the pack. Major Merle and Mr. Latta were close together and upon coming near the hounds saw running at great speed immediately in front of the foremost hounds, a dwarf-like being with long black hair streaming in the early breeze um, run on a short distance and then suddenly vanish, leaving no trace or track. Immediately upon this little being vanishing, the hounds lay down panting and weary. Ross said, the men stood in awe, unable to believe their eyes. Merle, however, said, there are some things we do not understand. Interesting. Hmm. In one YouTube that I watched, there is a native man who goes by the name of Birdman. You can find that on YouTube. He talks about beliefs handed down from his ancestors. He said, leave out a little bread on the table at bedtime. In the morning, it will be gone. They can be dangerous. He said, they can turn on you. Then he tells a story about if you keep one and they turn on you, they can lure you away from home. He said this happened to an old man he knew, and they thought he'd just lost his mind and wandered away, <clears throat> which little people are um, known to cause a person to lose their mind. They thought that the little people led him away. Maybe mm. I have a little person. Yeah, <laughs> Dina, Dina right now is wandering around like a crazy person. <laughs> oh, it's right here. Oh, no, it's not. Okay, sorry. Oh, back to the story. <laughs> um, there's another YouTube um, from a Creek native man named Ted Isham. He teaches at Oklahoma State and he says, most little people activity happens in the evening. They take people away. They tell people to strip naked and climb trees. When the people do this, they lose who they are and where they are. <laughs> wow. Well, that explains. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Oh, okay. I took a sip of this nasty stuff. Um, <laughs> Mary Joyce, who has written of the phenomenon in her book, Cherokee Little People Were Real. What, isn't that a great title? Cherokee Little People Were Real. Okay. She claims that she uncovered, okay, this is really fascinating. She claims that she uncovered evidence that there was indeed a race of tiny humans who could have been behind the tales. Some of this evidence was apparently uncovered by a man named Walter Middleton, who was one of the people behind the construction of Western Carolina University campus in the 30s, during which the construction, they supposedly made some strange discoveries. This is from uh, her book. He and a few other men actually worked on the first buildings that were constructed at Western Carolina, and when they were cutting into the virgin land, they found these little tunnels. They also found a little skull, and <clears throat> there was a science teacher at the university who kept it on his desk for years, and he told people it was a child's skull. But one day, another teacher came by and picked it up and looked at it closely and noticed it had its wisdom teeth. 
so typically you don't get your wisdom teeth until you're at the least 18. So it he yeah. indicated it was an adult skull, not a child skull. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So in another YouTube, um, that, sh uh, this woman, um, what's her name? I'm sorry. Mary Joyce, um, is giving a lecture and I watched that YouTube. And so this is from that, um, um, earlier than the campus build. So earlier than the thirties, men were digging in the area for a mica mine and found all these little tunnels with rounded tops, maybe 14 inches tall. Huh? Yeah. Right? Yeah, and and they match the tunnels um, that they found when they dug out Western Carolina. In Cullowee, yeah. Huh. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. And, and so moonshiners, um, about the time that um, the mica mine was being dug, moonshiners found a cache of little people bones near the tunnels. She said that lots of older people she interviewed for her book remembered the tunnels. And uh, one man said it ended up that Western North Carolina was built over the top of them. And what's interesting is they say that the tunnels are still intact and it's where the archaeology lab is. So the archaeology lab was built over all these tunnels. She said people remember wow. the tunnels, but you can't get to them anymore because they built a reinforcement wall that cut them off. Um, near, and this is at Western Carolina, so near that archaeology lab and where the tunnels are, are also two Indian mounds. One had a hole in the center that went straight down, and they believe that all the tunnels, like the tunnels at the university and the tunnels at the mica mine, lead to that mound. And some people speculate that the mound is leftover dirt from building the tunnels interesting oh wow how about that yeah <laughs> so she said uh you, that there were three descriptions of them the first one is they look like cherokees um she said second one description she said the cherokee actually came to north carolina from the great lakes and one story is when they got there they found tended gardens but no people and later they saw the little people come out of the ground to tend the garden and go back underground. That description is that they were blue with big eyes. Interesting. Hmm. And then the third description is that um, they've been described as looking like a leprechaun with red hair and beards. Um, the, the Cherokee looking ones didn't like the leprechaun looking ones and tried to kill them out. And some speculated that that is what the cache of bones were that they found um, at the mouth of the tunnels. Hmm. She also interviewed a great granddaughter of a famous Cherokee, Salee. She said, um, and, and that Salee, that Cherokee person, said that they thought the little people might be from space. And if you know anything about the Cherokee legend, they believe that they came from star people from the Pleiades system. Ah. Yeah, I've read about that actually um, in something, maybe that green book you have. Um, uh -huh. 
Towards the end of the 20th century, a new version of the Little People legend became popular regarding the greys involved in alien abductions. Because if you, the greys are supposed to be three feet tall, so that's taller than the 12 inches of the Little People. But so mm. at the end of all this, um, human beings have encountered small entities throughout history. And the reports of what they look like and what they're there for and where they came from and all of that seems to vary according to different cultures. So that is the sort of not very together. I mean, it's like, it's like, well, they could look like this or they could look like that. They come from here. They could come from there. But that's, those are some of the legends of the Cherokee little people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but the lady went on to talk about these tunnels, and there was lots of um, testimony of people that had said, oh, yeah, they were there. They were around. Huh. Just matter-of-factly. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my grandma knew that. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Very okay. good, Dawn. That's good. So Dina, Sorry. Dina's folding Sorry. underwear across the room, and she okay. forgot that it was her turn to Here. introduce you. Thank, thank you, Dawn, for that <laughs> lovely story. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay, Pam, let's just head on over to you and hear your little story. Okay. Well, I have a series of little stories. Mine, uh, mine are uh, anecdotal from a collection, a book uh, called The Stories of the Yunwitsundi. I think is how they pronounce that. Well, you uh, should have jumped right in there and corrected me. Well, I, I thought about it, and then I thought, ah, I'll stay in my own yard. All right. So, yeah, stories, of the, <laughs> stories of the Yunwitsundi, the Cherokee little people. So um, they're all fairly short. Um, the first one I'm going to tell you is called The Little Lost lost little sister as we walked home from school one day my baby sister got lost she always walked behind us with the kids her age it was about a mile's walk from the house from the school to our house these kids were neighbors of ours and their house was on the way to school so we so as we walked home she was always the last one to get home but on this day she never came home we began to wonder where she was <laughs> yeah and started and started to search for her. it was late in the evening when someone in the family finally found her she was found in the mountains way up in the woods she told us little people had taken her there she was about six years old when this happened and i don't know how she could have gotten up off the road and into the woods by herself our house is, is right by the road, but she did not come by the road or by the house to get where where she could where she was found. So uh, this was not like my little sister to not come home. She knew that she was to come home right right after school. The odd thing was that she was right behind us to begin with. I do not know if the little pe people took her off the road or if she got lost and the little people brought her back there nearby so we could find her. Well, so that, that like parallels what I talked about, about them liking to talk to children. Yeah. 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 Lost people home. And bring, yeah. 
and bring you right. In. And uh, I didn't know until I, we were doing these stories about the three uh, different kinds of little people. The the laurel. Did you mentioned the laurel and the and the rock? Uh, rock. And the yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Okay. This story is called Footsteps. My mom's boyfriend says that his house is protected by little people. One evening I was there by myself and I could hear footsteps back in the hall. It sounded like a puppy walking around, but I looked down beside me and the puppy was laying there asleep. When my mom and her boyfriend got back, I told him about the noises I heard. He told me that it was just the little people. On a different day, we came home to see to his house to find a little a cleaning girl find the cleaning girl sitting out on the porch scared to death and crying she said she kept hearing things moving around in the other rooms but when she went to look she couldn't see anything it had scared her enough that she had to leave the house my boy my mom's boyfriend said the little people had ran her off yeah <laughs> they must not like her yeah or they're the trickster ones that's the laurel people right they were the trickster ones I guess. yeah 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 okay this one is called the scratched arm Gee. one day when i was younger me and my friends were outside playing there were about four or there were about five or six of us together we got to talking about the little people and how our grandmas used to tell us about them then we started asking each other if we believed in the little people. Everybody said that they believed in the little people except for this one boy. The second that he said he didn't believe in the little people, he was scratched on the arm by a briar. And I think the little people did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. This one is called Night Noises. My sister moved into a new house just up the hill from where we live. One night she was in bed trying to go to sleep when she heard a broom hit the kitchen floor. It scared her so bad that she came down to our house and spent the night. Any, any time after that, if she was at home at night, she would hear strange noises. One night she and a friend were sitting in the living room and her friend saw something walking across the hall. No one else was supposed to be in the house. After all, after all of these incidences, my sister refused to be in her house alone at night. She told a lot of people about what had happened, and someone told her that it was just the little people and that she shouldn't be afraid. She was also told to leave food out for them at night. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in one of those YouTubes, this just makes me remember one of those YouTubes, they also, one native man said, he wondered if it wasn't just a legend like the boogeyman, you know, that you told little kids to keep them on the right path or whatever, too. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, uh, uh, the, alternative of learning your your uh what right and wrong from the bible you know these are stories that uh are alternatives to why you should behave and why you should yeah. act right yeah <laughs> and, and consequences there's, there's like, oh sorry go ahead 
I was going to say, if there's a little entity there that'll scratch you with a briar, you're going to act right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. Okay, I got a couple more. This one is called Cornbread Eaters. Okay. I don't, I don't know much about the little people, just what I've heard from other people. My sister-in-law used to play with them when she was a little girl, though. When she would leave the house to play, she would tell her mother that she was going out to play with the little people. She would always take them uh, something to eat, especially cornbread. When she would get home, she'd swear up and down that the little people ate the food that she took. She'd have plenty to say about the little people every time she came home. But she mostly talked about how they took her, in, uh, took her to the woods. I don't really think she remembers playing with the little people. I don't know if it is because it was so long ago or if the little people made her forget. I've heard that sometimes if you're with the little people, you can't remember anything about it. Mm. Right. So right. They, they, they charm you. Like aliens. Like, like aliens. aliens. There you go. Ah, there you go. Okay, and this will be the last one. It's the longest one. It's called Parkway Siding. One night, a bunch of us were riding around up on the Blue Ridge Parkway. A lot of things are supposed to have happened up there, scary things. We weren't really looking for anything to happen this night, but it did anyway. I don't know how they did it, but our friends talked me and these two other guys into walking through one of the tunnels. Now, it doesn't say what kind of tunnel. It just says one of the tunnels. They said they'd they said they'd be along to pick us up before too long. Not knowing that we would see something we had all always heard about but actually never witnessed, we got out of the car and walked bravely toward the tunnel. I guess it's just the tunnels in the in the parkway. Right, yeah, that's a what lot that of them means. Are raised, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Um, it happened to be a full moon that night, of course, <laughs> happened to be a full moon so we could, so we could see fairly well in the tunnel. There is a place in the tunnel, it's a curve, and if you stand directly in the middle, you can't see either end of the tunnel. We were standing in this place goofing off and cracking jokes about scary things happening when all of a sudden, all three of us got the weirdest feeling like someone else was with us in the tunnel watching us. We couldn't decide which way to go, back up the way we came or go down to the other end. We did know that we didn't want to stay there anymore. We decided to go down, figure, we decided to go down figuring if we went back up, our friends would give us a hard time about being afraid. We started walking fast towards the bottom at the end of the tunnel when we got about 10 yards away from the end, we all stopped dead in our tracks. You might say we all, we had all heard it. We heard what sounded like somebody walking around just outside the tunnel. It was late fall. So we could hear the leaves crunching. We all looked, we all looked at each other, but nobody said a word. We walked, we looked back toward the end of the tunnel, and there they were, two little men just standing there looking at us. I think they were men anyway. They were each about two feet high. They didn't have on much clothes. 
they had on what looked like shorts, but they weren't, but they weren't made of cloth. It looked like real soft leather, or perhaps it was leaves or something like that. We, it, what seemed like an eternity with us standing there looking at them and them looking at us was actually only five or 10 seconds. Because about that time, our friends came along in the car, and as soon as the headlights came around the curve, the little people were gone. Although we weren't real scared, we got in the car quick. <laughs> of course, our friends didn't believe that we had actually seen the little people. At first, they said we had made it up, and later they said we had just imagined it, but all three of us heard and saw the exact same thing. The little people. Huh. Ta-da. So they actually saw him. So. Okay. Yeah, saw two men, and they froze, and they looked at each other, and then the car came around the corner, and they ran off. So are those stories all from North Yeah, this Colorado? book is. Or is it from. Okay. Yeah, they're all from, from Cherokee. Yeah, Which there's, they, uh, I mean they, they refer to um, Big Cove and, um, oh, gosh, um a deep creek and i'm trying to see some other regions that um I, so i just want to point out that you know that's what i was saying at the beginning was that the cult you know the cherokee that are in um oklahoma came out of north carolina so they brought their legends and their stories with them. oh sure yeah on the removal andrew mm -hmm. jackson yeah and if the little people came to protect the fire and to protect them. You know, it's it's sort of it at least in the YouTubes that I uh, researched. It's kind of like, yeah, we're in Oklahoma, but all this stuff happened in North Carolina too. Is what I got out of it. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's true because it was the mid 1800s before they got to Oklahoma. So right. all of those legends would have and caves and and um, and the like there in uh, Cherokee, they're, um, they're, they're full of it. There was one year um, doing the drama, doing Unto These Hills, that there was a big um, little people upheaval. There were things missing, things that were um, taken, uh, things that were moved. Um, the classic stories that you, you know, you hear of dwarves or elves or whatever, but, uh, but it happened in the costume shop. It happened in the boys dorm, in the girls dorm, and it was highly charged that summer. Huh. And people were very aware that, um, keep an eye on your stuff and make sure you, you take note. And, and so we can document this stuff, you know, cause these events and, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's kind of yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I yes. Think that's interesting. I was really interested in it. I didn't, you know, like I said, know much about it. So. Yeah. I uh, I love these dusting off all the Cherokee myth books. I've got several um, books here about Native American myths and so forth. And uh, yeah, I like dusting these things off and getting back into it. <laughs> good job yeah thank you guys yeah. really yeah. really good yeah very interesting while i was folding my son's underwear i appreciate <laughs> me entertained yeah um right. so once again we're just gonna remind you to leave us all the stars that you can and subscribe 
We are, like I said, still on Facebook and Instagram and the website and all that stuff. And I guess we'll all say goodbye. For now, yeah, goodbye for now, but um, keep an eye out on the website. We will, you know, we'll we'll figure something out between now and September 1st for sure. So yes, goodbye, goodbye. We will be back. We will be back. So uh, want us or not, no, right. we're coming back. <laughs> Have yeah. a fun and safe summer month. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Right. And remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends. And if you didn't, Keep your big mouth shut.